Welcome to the dark side of travel. So you've dared to come jaunt with me. Thank you. Let me introduce myself. I'm Courtney Maroc, Ambassador of Dark and Paranormal Tourism for Haunt Jaunts, a destination for restless spirits who dig hauntings, true crime, horror, Halloween, and weird days. I'll be your host and guide for this listening adventure. Looks like we've been cleared for takeoff, so buckle up, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Leave it to 2020 to have a milestone marking full moon on Halloween, right? Which, by the way, hasn't happened in decades. Specifically, the last time there was a full moon on Halloween in all time zones was 76 years ago on October 31st, 1944. The Farmer's Almanac reported that in 2001, there was a full moon that rose in the Central and Pacific time zones on Halloween, but 2020's Halloween full moon is special because it'll be visible in all time zones, and it's a blue moon too. October 2020's first full moon was on October 1st, the second, the blue moon, will be 30 days later on October 31st. Um, Let's talk a little bit about blue moons, just in case some of us don't know, which for a long time I didn't myself. Blue moons don't mean that the moon will appear blue if you're lucky enough to have a cloudless night to view it by. Although, sometimes full moons do appear to look blue. However, what makes a moon blue is when there are two full moons in the same month. According to Space.com, there's a reason for the saying, once in a blue moon. Blue moons aren't common. They happen on average about every two and a half years because there are roughly 29 and a half days between full moons, making it unusual for two full moons to fit into a 30 or 31 day long month. And this also means that February will never have a blue moon, which is interesting. I didn't know that. Even rarer, however, is to have a blue moon on Halloween. The next one will happen sooner than this one, though, in 2039. And it also will be a blue moon. Because 2020 has been so cray-cray, though, I could not help but wonder what had happened the last time there was a blue moon on Halloween. What was happening in the world then? Were people loonier than normal? Um, Could I find any clues as to what we might expect? So I did a little digging. I learned from on this day that October 31st, 1944 was a Tuesday. Um, That's another thing that's wild about Halloween 2020 and really unfortunate with all the coronavirus stuff. It falls on a Saturday, which normally would be great. Um, You know there would be parties and events galore and some are still planning to happen against, you know, certain guidelines. But yes, the coronavirus pandemic is certainly curtailing a great many more Halloween enjoyment this year. So bummer. Um, 
Okay, so from the year 1944, I knew World War II was still raging. Um, there weren't really any significant historical events that happened on October 31st, though, um, 1944. At least none that I could find on sites like History.com, Britannica, or Day in History. Um, I don't know why, but that was actually a bit of a relief. Maybe we'll get a break on Halloween for us in 2020 and it won't be too cuckoo or any more cuckoo than we've already endured. Uh, but then I started wondering, did Americans even celebrate Halloween in 1944? Was the war sort of like how coronavirus is and made it unsafe to celebrate or anything? Or did it dampen people's spirits or what happened? So I put my newspapers.com account to work and started snooping to see what I could find. At first, I looked up October 31st, 1944. Most headlines involved war news and developments, which three of the big stories at that time were the Nazi position in Southwest Holland was starting to crack. Three, I'm putting this in air quotes if you just envision them, Jap cruisers had been blasted in Manila Bay. And General Stilwell's recall from China I think he was an, an ambassador or something. I'm not positive about that. But anyways, that was big news too. They were yanking him out of there. So Halloween was not front page news at all. But I did find some mention of it in some some papers. Well, you know, there was a lot of papers. But um, I decided to pick a few. So uh, here is one from the Rapid City Journal on October 31st, and the headline reads, Don't forget, police say, that tonight is Halloween. And I'll read it really quick. It says, Don't forget, good folks, the police say, that tonight is Halloween. They are not forgetting it, and they don't want you to forget, although they are getting prepared for any eventualities. The police will be assisted by both Boy Scouts in patrolling the city to prevent exuberant celebrators from committing any damage. The Scouts will receive their instructions and incidentally get fortified for their work by eating at 8 p.m. at the city auditorium. After doing their duty, the Scouts will have another feed. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. And then um, another headline, this one is from the Los Angeles Times, I guess people used to get kind of crazy back then or something because this one is also, you know, warning people to behave themselves. Um, Chief warns on Halloween rowdyism, which I don't think I've ever seen rowdyism as a word. So that was pretty funny. But that one was just about, so this part says, those who plan to celebrate All Hallows' Eve, the original name of the contraction now observed on October 31st, in a manner giving fun and pleasure to all, will be given every encouragement by John Law. So they just basically were saying, hey, you can go have some fun, but, you know, we won't heed property damage. And I I know that these days, New Orleans is one of the Halloween hotspot destinations for travel. Um, well, also because there's the vampires and, you know, the ghost history and all of that. But was it always that way? So I decided to look um, and 
didn't really find anything like we might see today about, you know, New Orleans or Halloween or anything. But I did find in a Shreveport, Shreveport um, paper, The Times, that it's a cartoon called Off the Record by Ed Reed. And there's a man, you know how they used to portray him with the, the burglars with the, the mass over their eyes and, you know, you know, it's a very cartoonish, stereotypical depiction of a burglar. So his wife, he's putting on his, oh, the burglar's putting on his mask and the wife is saying, Halloween's no night to work, slug. Nobody will take you seriously. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, and all of this, is you can find all of these clips and even that cartoon on hauntjohns.net on the blog. Just look for the post that's called What Happened the Last Time There Was a Full Moon on Halloween. But, okay, so, didn't find anything for October 31st, but um, what about, or about Halloween, but what about the rare Halloween blue moon? Were there any mentions of that? Um, that search was a little bit more fruitful and turned up some interesting finds, like these headlines. This first one is from the Tampa Times. Full moon promised for Halloween. Um... Oh, and this, I'll read the first part because it's, they, they have, but actually I'll read this whole little clip. A full moon, fair skies, and seasonal temperatures, meteorologist Talbot forecast for tonight will be just right for B-17s and Halloween witches on broomsticks. The moon was full at 9.35 o'clock this morning and was scheduled to rise at 17, 7.17 o'clock tonight. The sky, cloudless for more than a week after the hurricane, has a few scattered tufts now, he said, promising air and temperatures back to normal. High and low temperatures yesterday were 80 and 60, compared to normals of 79 and 62. Um, okay, and then this next one was um, from the Evening Sun out of Hanover, Pennsylvania, and it's just... The little headline said, second full moon of the month, but um, I liked, I like the poetry that they wrote with. So it says, thus the moon will lend its witchery to the annual Halloween rites. Already last evening, the moon was near full and a silvery mist floated over the landscape, giving it an eerie appearance as dead leaves fluttered to earth. The hoot of the owl was heard, and from a distance came the honking of wild geese winging southward. <laughs> so we don't we don't see news stories written quite like that these days, do we? And this next one um, was from the Tucson Citizen. Halloweeners might not think full moon pretty through bars, <laughs> and um. I guess it came out of Phoenix, where it says witches, hobgoblins, and policemen will be on the prowl in Phoenix and Maricopa County tonight. All law enforcement agencies warned youngsters with the old-fashioned Halloween spirit that they might view the harvest moon through prison, bar through prison bars if they give vent to destructive impulses. <laughs> and then this, this one was probably the best one for me to find because I, if you, if you happen to listen or you know somebody from Pittsburgh, you live in Pittsburgh, you have some connection to Pittsburgh, was Herman some kind of a, Herman Hermit, was he, like I know there was a group called Herman's Her Herman's Hermits or something like that, 
But this is about a hermit named Herman. And I don't know if the paper was just having fun or if there's some kind of Herman legend from Pittsburgh. So I'm going to have to look that up. But if you know, please reach out and contact me. I think you'll find um, under the about section on hauntjohns.net a contact us page. Please just send something in, whatever you know about Herman, because I'm really curious after eating this. So this is the, this is the headline. No Halloween for Herman. And then I'll read you the story. There are some advantages to being a hermit after all, Herman mused as he learned that cloudy weather tonight will help Halloween pranksters stage their antics undetected. It will be fairly warm too, said Herman, so the kitties won't have to wear overcoats or their costumes in parades. Nobody ever rings your doorbell, upsets the porch furniture, or smashes the milk bottles when you live in a cave, Herman pointed out. You know, he added plaintively, I'm just about the only guy in Pittsburgh who wouldn't have to dress up to go to a Halloween party, but nobody ever invites me. <laughs> so I don't know what that was all about, but it was really cute. Um, I was surprised how many of the stories I did find, though, were were warnings about, you know, behave tonight. It was, it was super funny. And that was under searching for the blue moon, not Halloween. So, um, however, maybe those warnings were for a good reason. As a clip I'm about to get to when I explain what else I searched for demonstrates, because I guess no matter the decade was way back in the 1940s or now, um, Kids could get a little crazier, people could, but I guess mostly they directed it towards kids. So, But I was kind of shocked that kids in the 40s could be so destructive, or maybe our definition of destructive, because we have had riots galore in 2020. So I don't know if the kids back in the 40s, that might look like peanuts compared to what we've seen in 2020. Um, but the Herman Hermit one, that one, that gets me the most. So, okay. So what I did next was I realized that if anything had happened on October 31st, 1944, it probably wasn't going to hit the papers that same day. So did anything big happen on Halloween night in 1944 that made the poop, made the poopers? <laughs> no, not the poopers. I'm sure lots of stuff happened that made the poopers the next day. But did anything happen that made the newspapers the following Wednesday morning in 1944? So I searched November 1st, and that yielded a couple of crazy finds, including one about destruction on Cabbage Night, which is the night before Halloween, but I have never, ever heard it called that. I've heard it called Devil's Night and Mischief Night, but not Cabbage Night. What about you? Did you ever know the night before Halloween is Cabbage Night? Um, and there was also one from... A clip I found from Seymour, Indiana, which these days, well, I don't know about 2020 due to COVID, but in normal times, it has a popular Halloween haunted attraction called Fear Fair. Um, but most of the reports were pretty mundane, uh, but also cleverly phrased, um, like one from the Fort Lauderdale News, which I'll get to. But for the most part, the full moon on Halloween night, 1944, didn't bring out the worst in people. And the majority of accounts qualified it as a quiet night with little disruption. So that gives me some hope for 2020. But 
here's some clips I found from November 1st. This is the one about Seymour, Indiana's Halloween, and it's from the Tribune out of Seymour. Um, Many pranks reported in county as Halloween 1944 becomes history. So they just kind of gave a rundown of the different pranks, the age of the kids involved, what happened to them, um, some of the damage. It, It was compared to what we see in our papers these days on a regular basis, forget Halloween, very tame. And then here's the one about Cabbage Night that's from the record from Hackensack, New Jersey. Um, Cabbage Cabbage Night's damage put at all-time high. Ridgewood police rate it beyond $2,000. Issue warning. Arrest next time. So I guess uh, they got a little bit crazy there in Hackensack on Cabbage Night, which... Just, I don't know, that just cracks me up. So, among damage reported were broken doorbells, clotheslines cut down, rose arbors destroyed, milk bottles and bird baths broken, wrecked chicken runs, and thefts of anything left loose in the backyard. In one instance, an antique ornamental light, which cannot be replaced, was demolished. So, it's a little sad. They seem to have a little bit too much exuberance celebrating in Hacken sack and then um this one is is one that was so fun again the way they they wrote it it's from fort lauderdale news halloween celebration very ungoblinish here halloween celebration here was one of the most ungoblinish in years according to police chief addison who reported a peaceful tuesday night Two teenage boys riding bicycles and soaping car windows were the only arrests made. All police were ordered on 24-hour duty Tuesday, and five auxiliary police were were added to the regular staff. So, like ungoblish, between rowdyism and ungoblinish, those were, (laughs) I've never seen those words used, much less in headlines. And the other thing, too, that's interesting, soaping. That must have been a really big thing to do because from coast to coast, um, that came up as, you know, things that that people might try to do. So I thought that was interesting. Soaping, I've never heard of that. I I know what it is, I think, because I've watched old-time movies, but that just wasn't something. I grew up in the 80s or, you know, came of age in the 80s, whatever, and soaping was definitely not something we did then. So, um, but then I, I also found some clips that lent a very curious view of life back in 1944 compared to 2020. Even with a war on back then, people were still very trusting. Um, A lot of the Halloween clips that I did come across mentioned parties um, complete with full street addresses, um, like one in the Society News section of the Columbus Herald out of Columbus, Indiana. It was like an Instagram or a Facebook post, except only with words, but it told who was there, what they did, um, what kind of games they played, food they had, decorations that they put up. It just was with words, not pictures, is what we do today. Um, but, you know, we we will post that sort of stuff and tag people, and you might get a glimpse of where somebody lives, you know, on their social media, but... We only disclose our address on a need-to-know basis, really, not for the whole world to know in a paper that 
that was really wild to see that in the society clips of the one headlines, Mrs. Meyer, the Mrs. Meyer, like M-I-S-S-E-S, -S, uh, Mrs. Meyer, our party hostesses. Mary and Martha Meyer entertained with a Halloween party Thursday night at their home, 1115 25th Street. Um, so interesting that they would do that. It says decorations were in keeping with the Halloween season and games and dancing were enjoyed. In contest, prizes were won by Johnny Teague, Phyllis Hatfield, Sylvester Coy, and Marianne Wendell. Refreshments were served by the hostesses, assisted by their mother, Mrs. Martin Meyer. So, and then it tells the guests that were there. And then this one, this next headline is from the Columbus Herald also from Columbus, Indiana. I think I got all of these from that same society page, but there were others in other um, cities or other papers that had the same kind of thing, but I just grabbed these to, to give an example of what, what they published. So Bobby Nagel has Halloween party. Bobby Nagel, son of Mr. and Mrs. Clarence Nagel, entertained with a Halloween party Thursday night at his home, 824 6th, 6th Street. The home was decorated in ghosts, tigers, and rabbits with other animals featured in the party appointments. Games and contests were in play and prizes won by Beverly Blue Fritsch, Joan Bice, and Ellen Romine. Um, then it tells what they, what they served. I'll just read it. Mrs. Nagel served refreshments at a table which held favors of comic books, suckers dressed as dolls, and nuts Nut cups decorated in Halloween colors. Assisting in server were, were Mrs. Homer Chambers and Mrs. Paul Fritch. And then it tells about the, um, the other guests. And then this was a good headline too. Long's entertain at Halloween party. Jimmy and Dick Long entertained with a Halloween party Friday night at their home, 1019 Central Avenue. The home was decorated in Halloween motifs of pumpkins, black cats, witches, and owls. Games and contests were supervised by Jeannie Schumacher and Mrs. J.J. Metz. Prize for best costume went to Dick Milburn, and other prizes were won by Carol Jean Schneider and Albert Lazell Jr. Refreshments were served at decorated tables by Mrs. Long, assisted by Geraldine Crouch. And then it says against too. So I thought that was so funny. So anyways, a little bit different, but it does, it gives me hope that, um, we can't have the Halloween parties, or we shouldn't, like um, we've had in years past, but hopefully we'll get back to it, and Halloween 2020 will just be a blip, but um, hopefully Halloween 2020 and its full moon will be as uneventful as the last time that we had a full blue Halloween moon um, in 1944. However you choose to celebrate this year, I hope you do it safely but still have some haunting fun. Thank you for listening and happy Halloween. You've been listening to Haunt Johns, a podcast for restless spirits. My name is Courtney Maroc, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this journey. I snag the music Phantom from Space from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. If you'd like to continue exploring beyond the podcast, jaunt with me online anytime at hauntjaunts.net. 
or if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to Haunt Jaunts wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also jaunt with me socially on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You'll find links to all of Haunt Jaunt's social media on the website, as well as a player on the podcast page with all of the episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until our paths cross again, ciao for now.